Hey y'all, welcome to Mind of Mo, where I let my thoughts flow. In this podcast, I talk about faith and feelings, and in this episode specifically, I'm talking about pride and insecurities. Let's dive in. (laughs) So y'all, before I even get started, like, talking about pride for real, let me just say this, because (laughs) I thought it was so funny I, um, you know, as I've like told you guys before, I'm reading through the Bible and I haven't read the Bible in full yet, but, um, the, the book of Genesis was pretty good. You know, I 10 out of 10 recommend, I feel like it's an overlooked book, you know, it's only looked at for Adam and Eve. Um, but the story of Joseph is overall my favorite. And I brought this up because the beginning of Exodus, which is where, um, where we're coming from today where like I got the inspiration for this episode the beginning of Exodus begins with the ending of the story of Joseph so Joseph is by far my favorite character because he a very noble man 10 out of 10 um and would recommend you know (laughs) so Joseph the story of Joseph is so interesting to me because this man literally did not do anything wrong um he's an example of like even though you don't do anything wrong you still there's still bad things that can happen to you um but to learn to adapt to those situations and to be able to make the best of it okay and trust God throughout because he has provision for your life but um for those of you guys who don't know or haven't like heard the story or read the story yourselves Joseph happened to be his uh, dad's favorite son. And this was because he was um, the only son, well, one of two sons that uh, his, the wife, his dad's wife had, the only wife that he actually loved, um, had before she passed away. The other son that she had, she passed away during childbirth, giving life to. So his favorite son was Joseph. Uh, And all the sons knew this. He was, he wasn't very, uh, secretive about it and he didn't try to make anybody else feel equal which you know is not right at all there should not be no favoritism you know you you said you laid down ahead of kids like showed him that you loved him right but Joseph uh, was his favorite and he had ended up giving him a jacket everybody knew that Joseph was his favorite and um his brothers was jealous of that which is understandable but his brothers end up selling Joseph into slavery and Joseph well no they they're also jealous of Joseph because he got gifts um he had a dream and he was telling them about the dream and they didn't like the dream because in that dream he was saying that he would rule over them kind of and they didn't like that because they were already feeling like at a disadvantage um and so instead of like you know brushing her off or anything they were like well we're gonna sell you into slavery and so they sell their brother into slavery and Joseph being the guy he is he ends up working his way up the ranks and he ends up being able to uh, stay in his master's house um and because his master saw like everything that he touched it was good and you know and he succeeded in everything and so you would be crazy not to have somebody like that by your side right and so um Joseph is in the house and um, everybody, 
I'm not gonna say everybody, but the people around him can see that he has a calling on his life, a blessing on his life. And whenever you have a calling like that, a gift like that, people are gonna come and try and distract you or throw you off course. And so that is exactly what his master's wife did. She was an immoral woman. She was married. And she saw that, that Joseph had a calling on his life. And she found that man attractive, okay? She was like, I want to sleep with this man. But Joseph, a man of noble character, he was like, absolutely not. Um, and so he fleed from her. Joseph ran from that moral woman, okay? Um, <laughs> and he ended up leaving his cloak. And so the, the wife ended up um, accusing him of attempted sexual assault and assault <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that accused him of attempted a sexual assault um because she had his cloak and the, they she fabricated a story about it and so they believed her and he ended up going to jail so this man done did the right thing and he went to jail like I can't I um I feel like it would be understandable to be angry but Joseph use that time to his advantage he ended up by the grace of God in the company of um of two of the the pharaoh's workers one was a cupbearer and one there was a cupbearer and a baker yeah and um he ended up interpreting their dreams for them and he interpreted their dreams and told them exactly what would happen. He told one of them that they would die. And he told the other one that they would, he would be released and back in the Pharaoh's good graces. And so the one that was released, well, everything said, well, came, came to fruition, just like he had said. But the one that was released, he said, Joseph had told him to not forget him. And of course, like whenever he leaves, he forgets them. But then uh, later on, the Pharaoh needs his dreams interpreted and he's having all these people come and he's like, no, you're wrong. That's not what it means. No, you're wrong. That's not what it means. And then that's when the dude, he's like, oh, you know, I was actually locked up with old dude. Like he the reason I'm here. And so um, Joseph ends up getting released in a, so that he can interpret the Pharaoh's dream. And the, the dream, it was talking about like uh, how Egypt, well, the, how there was going to be a famine in the land. And um, so Joseph had come up with a plan in order to prosper during that time. And so now he's in the good graces of the Pharaoh. Like I said, everything he does, he succeeds. So he's, now he's in the good graces of the Pharaoh. And um, now he's able to you know, pretty much do whatever he wants. So then his family ends up coming to Egypt to, in order to get uh, grain, food. They ended up coming to Egypt to come get food because that was the only place for food. And they end up seeing Joseph. But they don't recognize him. They they thought this man been dead. He's not dead. But they thought he had been dead. Joseph recognized them, though, and he forgave them. And he ended up moving his whole family to Egypt. And so... That's where Exodus begins. But I say that to say, y'all, when I was, I like to write down um, character traits. I like to write down character traits for the characters in the Bible. And I was looking at the character traits of Joseph. I was like, that's 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 husband material right there. Like, your whole husband. Um, but he, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying he never got married. He had kids. But, like, they don't really focus on his, uh, on his relationship 
Like he was, they focus on his singleness um, during his single time. I like that. It's admirable that he like he he was fleeing from the immoral woman, and that he was forgiving, a family man, and he's adaptable. That man was a, a businessman, a hustler. Okay, everything that he tried to do, he he was gonna succeed, um, and he was using his God-given talents to do good and help other people, and also prosper while doing it. And he, he you know, he lived a good life, and so um, because. He, because he was in the good graces of the Pharaoh and was able to move his family there, that's where the beginning of Exodus starts, right? Um, and that's where we start talking about pride because now um, Joseph is dead and the Pharaoh that had ruled um, while Joseph was alive, dead. And there's a new Pharaoh and there's gener- more generations of the Israelites um, they're, they're fruitful. They've been fruitful and multiplied. They've, uh, they've grown abundantly. Right. And Joseph, uh, not Joseph, um, the Pharaoh, the new Pharaoh, he don't like that. This man is insecure. Um, because he says, hold on. In Exodus 1, 9 through 10, he says, look, he said to his people, the Israelites have come to become too, uh, I'm sorry, start over. Exodus 1, 9 through 10, it says, look, he said to his people, the Israelites have become far too numerous for us. Come, we must deal truly with them or they will become even more numerous. And if war breaks out, we'll join our enemies and fight against us and leave the country. So he was insecure because my thing is, Whenever I read this, I was like, but if you had treated them well, like they had been being, they had been being treated, like if you had continued to treat them with grace and welcoming them the way that they had been, why would they go fight for the enemy? You're insecure. Um, And then there's also like the pride part of it where he's like, we're, we're good enough to roll over these Israelites. And mind you, it's not a small number of Israelites. It's not like 50, 60, because whenever Joseph brought his family there, it was, I think it was 77, 77 or 70, I believe. I don't know. But it was a high number, and they've multiplied since then. It's been years. Um, so it's it's a lot of people. Um, and so he's like, let's... Turn, make them into slaves, break down their character, and make them work for us uh, so that they don't fight against us, that he was insecure. And so we're talking about pride. The definition of pride, according to Webster's Webster Dictionary, it says, pleasure that comes from some relationship, association, achievement, or possession that is seen as a source of honor, respect. And then um, the Bible says in Proverbs sixteen eighteen, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Um, so pride goes before destruction. The Pharaoh was prideful. And if you know the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt, you know that it was very destructive. It, it wasn't an um, a easy let go. It wasn't. A lot of destruction had to come before the Pharaoh let them go. And even then, the Pharaoh followed him and then died. 
but <laughs> yeah um pride goes before destruction and it's it's not um good to be prideful but i was thinking y'all pride oops pride and insecurity go hand in hand um because when you look at moses moses was an insecure man he moses um he grew up with the the egyptians because uh, the pharaoh's daughter had found him so he grew up with the egyptians and he had uh seen an egyptian beating on one of uh the slaves he had seen the egyptian beating on one of the slaves and he killed the egyptian and he thought it was gonna go over well with his uh his people and it didn't um and so he fled because that the pharaoh ruling at that time was gonna kill him so he fled and went to go hide and he went to go tend to the sheep um he got married during that time this man done had a kid and god now is calling him to go free the israelites and um he he was telling god like y'all he moses was a, a brave a brave man he was like no i don't want to do that are you sure i can't even speak for real like i ain't even good at speaking are you sure you can't get nobody else to do this like anybody else <laughs> and god was like no I, I you yeah you but um yeah moses was very insecure um and it just reminds me a lot of myself not that like not that I've been insecure to the point where I was just blatantly like, no, but um, I I realized I have I do have a problem speaking. Um, I have a lot of filler words, and sometimes I think it's like a deeply rooted issue. It it is um, to the point where like one of my affirmations that I say on a daily basis is what I have to say is worth listening to, because I was quiet most of my life. Um, and so now with God telling me to speak, I'm like, well, not now, but like, um, initially I started, a, a audio diary in September of last year. And, um, that was a way to help me, you know, get used to speaking. And then I came up with this idea to do a podcast back in November. And if you go look, I did not start releasing episodes until March. Um, because I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like, are you even sure I should be doing this? How? How? Me? The one who barely talked? Like, I, people literally tell me, like, I don't talk enough, even though I be feeling like I talk too much. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I feel like I'm in alignment with Moses, with that insecurity. But Moses was really bold about it. He was very bold. He was like, I don't want to do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Pick anybody else to do it. Um, mm Get somebody else to do it. But, <laughs> yeah, that was that was Moses. He was um, insecure and prideful. You know, and being that pride is the... When, when we're prideful, we put too much emphasis on our achievements and what we're able to do. So, um, like when when you're insecure, you put too much emphasis on your failures and what you're not able to do. Whereas, 
it, it's, it's a balance. You got to find a, a balance of both um, confidence and uh, humility because too much confidence is arrogance and too much uh, humility is insecurity. And so, like, you you have to find a balance of both. And it's it's not an easy thing to do, and I do think it's a, it's a daily choice. But you got to find a balance of confidence and humility. I was thinking... Um, Oh, I'm a, I'm going ahead of myself. But yeah, and the Bible tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And so whenever we allow our insecurities to stop us from doing something, we're leaning on our own understanding. Whenever we allow our pride and arrogance to tell us that we can do something, we're relying on ourselves and not on God. Um allow God to be the focal point and know that God is where your strength comes from then you know humility humility is not going to be hard at that point um that insecurities cause you to see things from a broken lens because like I like I was saying with the pharaoh the pharaoh was very insecure um because what in your right mind, if you were treating the people right, if you had continued to treat them the way that they, the, the previous pharaoh had did, why would they go against you? You're insecure. You feel like the the more that the more Israelite Israelites that there are, the less powerful you are because they're not the same. They're different. You feel threatened. Like don't be insecure. Okay, and then. Um, and then his pride, boy, his pride got him in some trouble. I ain't gonna hold you. Each of the, um, I mean, Moses would warn him most of the time before anything happened. And he would still be like, nah. And like, there, there are even times where I think it was twice where he falsely repented and he was like, um, tell your God, I'm sorry. And tell him to send this away and I'll let your people go. And he didn't. He didn't, y'all. Like, how? I can't even fathom. Like, that takes a lot of confidence and arrogance to do that. Um, um, and then, like, each of the plagues. Child, you could have avoided your firstborn son being dead. And he didn't he didn't even care about it until that plague. Um, all the other plagues, he was like, light work, no reaction. Because magicians kept imitating them, at least most of them. They imitated most of the, the plagues and he was like, Okay. And but the thing is they could they could always imitate it, but they could never take it away. So like <laughs> um like where Where's your foundation? But, yeah, um, Pharaoh was very prideful. Insecurities and pride cause you to have a skewed mindset, skewed uh, perception of things. 
Um, like with me personally, you know how like how what you see in the mirror is not how people see you, or like how how you see yourself on camera because most of the time we're using the front camera, but the front camera is not how people perceive us, and so. Like, I have this insecurity of, like, things that I see or because I'm not used to seeing my face the way other people see it. When I do see it like that, I see things differently. I'm like, my teeth always been like that. My nostril always been up like that. Like, and I'm like, and nobody told me this. I mean, what good would it have done? But, they like, insecurities like that have always skewed my perception and... Um, your insecurities not only affect you, but the people around you, like the people who love you, they, your insecurities won't stop them from loving you, but it will stop it. Your actions will stop them. Um, so like say I'm insecure about something and then somebody I love compliments me on it. I'm like, oh, you're just saying that it's going to discourage them from like wanting to give me compliments because they're like, well, if every time I give you a compliment, you just brush it off, then what am I doing this for? You know, because it starts with self-love, but, um, that, and, um, <laughs> this, I feel like it's not long enough. But yeah, so my actions, um, the actions I take due to my insecurities is what would cause disruption in relationships. Um, so if I'm, I'm brushing people off because of my insecurities or there are certain things that I won't do because I'm insecure about it, that causes, that causes a disruption um, and just know that the physical does not matter I mean it does but it don't I mean keep yourself healthy yeah but like all this physical stuff it don't it don't matter um but yeah that's all I really wanted to talk about today y'all if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts Spotify I ask that you guys pretty please leave a review um and if you're listening on YouTube slash watching I ask that you like and subscribe, comment, um, you know, new episodes on Mondays, Mind of Mo Mondays, and I ask that y'all tune in. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I know it was a little all over the place, um, (laughs) but um, it was just something that's been on my mind about insecurities and pride, because they really do go hand in hand. They both affect you in the same way they both lead to destruction and delay um so do your best (laughs) um to not I feel like it's natural to have insecurities but do your best to not let that insecurity rule you and how you take that next step um yeah I hope that y'all have a blessed day I love you. God loves you more. And of course, move with intention. And I'll see y'all soon.